Hey everyone, we're Silver Pilled Podcast. I'm Harrison. And I'm Lowell. And if you want to share an experience with anything paranormal or unexplained, shoot us an email at silverpilled at gmail.com. And if you want to follow us on social media, check us out at Instagram at Silver Pilled Podcast. Everybody's heard of the Bermuda Triangle. This is the Alaskan Triangle. It's up in Alaska, obviously. Um, the three... <laughs> you mean it's not in San Diego? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was for a while. They decided to pick it up and move it up to Alaska. Or there's not as many people. Wait, who's they? Are they the ones <laughs> that move the staircases too? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, so it's the, the three points are... Anchorage, Juneau, and Barrow are the three cities that make up its points. And this is from this part's from legendsofamerica.com. They claim that 16,000 people have gone missing since 1988 there. So what is that? 1988. That's yeah, 44 years. That's really recent. How many? 16,000? 16,000. So 40 years. That's 400 a year. How many people live in Alaska? It's uh, not that high density of population. No, it's not. It really isn't. Like it's probably a third of the population since the eighties, right? Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to look that up. Leave it to you to ask a question. I didn't have notes on. Hey, uh, Silverpilled, seeking truth. Someone's <laughs> got to ask the tough questions. <laughs> well, so the Alaskan Triangle. So Bermuda Triangles over the ocean right alaskan triangle is on land which is kind of odd but the more you talked about all this there's several triangles tonight we're going to focus on the alaskan triangle but there's several like this throughout the states right yes yeah there's about five of them including the alaskan triangle that are over land in the united states and i think four of them four of them are known for strange disappearances Okay, so, so tell me, explain to me why these things are triangle ano- anomalies. Is it because of three points and that is where missing people happen? Like the Bermuda Triangle, they have it pegged in three points. And somewhere, if you cross one of those lines in that triangle, you have the odds of disappearing. Is that what it is? I, I think so. I think the majority of the strangeness that goes on is inside those three points i think there are some stragglers but for the most part everything goes on inside the the triangle connected by those three points or i'm sure they just pick the cities or towns that are close enough to to the lines to make it a triangle i don't know why they make it a triangle and not like I don't know. Well, that's polyhexagonal. I know, because that's kind of a weird thing to go down if you think pyramids and all that. I'm not going to go down that road, but it seems like triangles show up a lot of times with weird stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Or if it's just because that's a shape with the least amount of angles in it. I guess that's true. You know, you need you need to find another city if you want to make it a mysterious square. <laughs> And I don't think Alaska has any more. Well, they have Gnome. 
but it'd probably oh, be like that's... a weird rectangle then i don't know yeah <laughs> so so at least it, you know it's not the some off the wall geometric shape I everybody knows true. what a triangle is yeah. not everyone's a geometry expert so right. that's why we made it a triangle <laughs> okay so so sixteen thousand people in the last 40 years okay that's that's an awful lot yeah it's over twice the national average which i don't know oh what's God. worse that it's over twice the national average or that the national average is four or eight thousand people in 40 years yeah that's a little disturbing so, so what do they i'm sorry for asking all the questions but why what do they what are their standards for that? Like disappearing without any signs or trace or foul play? Is that kind of no? They... I think this is just more of people who go missing and then okay. foul play animals are involved in some of them, not in all of them, but in okay. some of them. Any any missing persons case, runaways, it's it's all combined. This isn't like missing four one one cases oh okay they're not all missing 411 cases so okay. they're anything from kidnappings to get eaten by a grizzly bear okay um which could explain the higher than normal i guess um, it depends missing on what, what time of the year it happened right i mean if you're out there in the springtime when the bears just come out of their out of their yeah. holes and you're trying to get a selfie with one <laughs> um, yeah no kidding turn into a missing person pretty quick so that's that's just but it's still a lot higher than what it should be. Okay. Um, they actually, I think they have more missing people than the Bermuda Triangle. Really? Yeah. But again, you don't have grizzly bears and yeah. bathing suits, you know, swimming around. The... Well, but you have sharks, right? Yeah, and... but shark attacks are very okay. uncommon. Mm, Outside okay. of Hollywood, there's there's very few. And a lot of shark attack survivors actually live if i'm recalling correctly i'm sure people will tell me if i'm wrong on that so it's just a real high area of missing people but there's also a lot of dangerous wildlife there's a lot of dangerous terrain okay a lot of cliffs a lot of snow caves a lot of it's just a dangerous area to be in but it seems to be higher than normal especially in a state that's population is pretty low comparatively to other states that that many people would go missing hmm yeah i would have to agree um and then i got a few stories of some weird missing people um this first one is still from legendsofamerica.com this is kind of the most popular one this is a u.s house majority leader hale boggs was flying in a plane with alaskan congressman nick begich um i guess a personal aide some guy named russell brown and their bush pilot, Don Johns. Um, They're flying from Anchorage to Juneau in October of 1972 when their plane disappeared, like just flipped out. I mean, I don't think they had it on radar, okay. but he just didn't check in when they were supposed to check in. And it, it and completely the, disappeared. Completely disappeared. They never, never found wreckage or anything? Nothing. They never found wreckage, never found a body, never found anything from those five people that were on it the plane nothing there was over 50 civilian planes and 40 military planes and over a dozen boats comb the area for over a month and they never found a trace of it anywhere that's odd because it's it seemed political figures right 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 so my first thought was well it, you know it's a hit job you know well he was but, ha having a disagreement with j edgar hoover at that point who was the head of the fbi oh uh, yeah and he wore women's so, clothes didn't he no i wouldn't surprise me um so i don't know if like the fbi came in they'd be like well you could search for him but just not in this one square mile over here you know he was what i mean founder of the fbi hoover I, I think so i don't know much about him i saw a movie once so i know everything about him oh okay well then it's and it's all 100 percent correct absolutely it's from hollywood it has to be yeah oh yeah well yeah i shouldn't question that at all okay then. perfect so we're on the same page <laughs> but no that was my first thought was a bunch of political parties in there and they all go missing right at a mysterious plane crash but they but don't know if it to, crashed right that that's why i asked so it went like completely missing like no completely missing. okay yeah. that's not like oh there was an engine failure you know what I mean? There was nothing. There's no wreckage. There's no people. There's nothing. That's so, really weird. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. That it, that one is kind of weird. That's kind of the most popular one, probably because they're political figures. Okay. Okay. So the next one, this one happened 
in Anchorage, actually, inside the city. Um, this is a traveling, uh, this is from sharingalaska.com. And this guy's name was Thomas Nuzzi, N-U-Z-Z-I. He was a traveling nurse. So he he would travel around and he didn't have a, a home, but he would travel and work at a hospital here for weeks, months, and then kind of go to another place where he was needed. Um, so he kind of traveled all over Alaska, helping out hospitals, and he seemed to have a pretty good employment record. Like there was nothing bad about him said through his employment. So it sounds like he just kind of liked to travel and created a lifestyle that he could do that. You know, he could travel. So he didn't show up for a flight to Bethel on June 19th of 2001. Um, That's pretty pretty recent. Yeah. Comparatively. And because he seemed to be uh, uh, pretty reliable, they actually, the people who he was going, the the job he was going to actually contacted the police and said, hey, this guy didn't show up. It's not like him. We want to find a missing person. So he was, he seemed really reliable. It's like a wellness check, right? Right. Like, like this guy should have been here by now. It's not like yeah, him. Okay. Yeah. I'm not, you know, we've, we've, whatever. He should be here. He's not. Um, can you go look around? So he started looking around. Um, and after a few days, they found his Jeep in some random parking lot in Anchorage, just some empty parking lot somewhere with the keys still in it. Really? Was it like a yeah. store parking lot, like a Walmart or something? From what I gathered, it was just some parking lot. Okay outside it didn't say where but it said an empty parking lot so so they started you know really started asking around they got a hold of one the police got a hold of one of his friends and his friend said hey he usually stayed at this super eight hotel so the the police went there um they talked to the housekeeper one of the housekeepers and she said that she had seen she had knocked on the door at one point in the night to tidy up the room or maybe it was during the day because he lived out of hotel. So maybe it was okay. a daytime visit, but she knocked on the door and a woman answered the door and there was a man in there laying on the floor. Ooh, and the woman okay. said, we don't need anything. You know, basically said, Ooh, we're good. So she went away. Okay. Right. Well, then she came back a little bit later to try and tidy up the room again. And this time she knocked on the door and they said, you know, Hey, come on in. So she opened the door and that man was sitting on the bed and he said, Hey, we don't need it. I'm don't need anything. I'm good. Okay. So the guy was still alive because I've read, you know, where the guy's on the floor. I'm like, oh, well, they, you know, he got murdered. But again, later that evening, he was seen still alive sitting on the bed. And that was all the housekeeper had seen of him or a scene of a man. They don't even know if it was interesting. If, if okay. it was Thomas. Wow. Um, okay. His Jeep was still parked there, but they don't know if it was Thomas or not. And then people across the street, claimed that somebody was trying to break into his jeep later that night um there wasn't anything else talked huh. about with the jeep break-in or anything else at all about thomas he was just never found at that point so his jeep wasn't found in that parking lot then no right? it was so that, that all happened before allegedly before, before they found his jeep in some random parking lot right interesting so, so that was like his last known whereabouts and that's yeah, kind of a weird that, episode of it that, you know what I yeah mean? it is and they found a receipt in the jeep and they looked at there was a receipt for like gas station chips and cigarettes and sodas okay. so they went to the gas station and pulled the recording um and they just saw like him in there with another woman buying some stuff at this gas station the night of the 18th so well my mind goes him. to like drugs you know what i mean super eight motel sorry it's kind of low-end motel i know people live on a budget but traveling nurse usually they make pretty decent money obviously he's known there first time if it is him first time he's seen he's on the floor second time he's sitting up and then he goes missing and his jeep's found somewhere else yeah i mean it seems something nefarious i'm sure it's nefarious but that's what i thought but usually people who are on drugs aren't reliable enough that the hospital would contact saying hey this guy didn't show up the next day touche like if it was a week like hey we haven't heard from this guy who's supposed to show up maybe you might want to go spot him out but if he's so reliable that they call in the day he doesn't show up that's a good point Um, maybe he had a gambling problem right maybe he bought like scratch tickets at the gas station (laughs) i need $80,000 Eighty thousand dollars in scratch <laughs> tickets. I just borrowed off quick. a loan shark. It's not my money. 
don't tell anyone about the don't super eight <laughs> no, no, i'm just theorizing yeah, i know you know, I know i'm kind of skeptical walking into this stuff yeah so. this one this was about the the one that seemed the most um human caused okay disappearance so this last one's pretty good so the woman was never identified the woman was never identified nothing was ever found hmm. that that i could find there may be who knows a police report out there that it has it identified i don't know but as for comp you know public knowledge never identified okay. so i'm assuming these cases even today haven't been resolved yet right are they yes. like okay no these are not i don't have any resolved cases okay so the last one i got this is a good one well that's sad because somebody disappears but this is from listverse.com this is paul michael i'm gonna just be terrible with his last name Lemitri is spelled L-E-M-A-I-T-R-E. I think you probably nailed it. Okay. So this guy was, he was 65-year-old marathoner. Oh, he loved to run marathons at 65 years old. So that's, if you can still run marathons. Yeah, if you can still run marathons at 65, you've got some. Uh, I can't even run a marathon now. I can barely go up the stairs anymore. I know. <laughs> I know. I think, man, I don't, I can't even remember the last time I ran anywhere. <laughs> I guess maybe going back on the staircases in the woods, I probably wouldn't even be able to make it to the top. <laughs> Whatever's sitting up to the top waiting for you gets tired of waiting. Right, your give me 20 more minutes. Sorry. Give me 20 more minutes. <laughs> Someone bring me a Twinkie. I need some energy. <laughs> uh, no, I could run a marathon right now. It's cool. I just don't want to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm sure if there was something chasing you, if you got chased by a one day Wendigo or something, you could run a marathon. <laughs> I don't even think I could do it then. Life or death, I'd feel like, man. Well, I either think, way, I think finishing this run is going to be worse on me than just getting taken out. Right. Just kill me now so I don't have to die in pain. I'm in misery. Just take care of it. <laughs> oh, this is my wake up call. Right. All right, go ahead. <laughs> So this happened on July 4th of 2012. He was competing in a mountain marathon race, um, which I guess is a pretty normal, well, it's, it's an older marathon, but this was his first time competing in it. Um, it's a three and a half mile run through thick forests and you have to go through creeks and kind of um, just kind of a rough race. But I mean, if, 65 years old if he thinks he can do it more power to him he was last seen by a race steward um going to a turnaround point 200 feet from the finish line so oh, i'm guessing wow. he had okay. to run run down a path turn around come out and go to the finish line um so this race steward is the last person to see him he said there was foggy conditions but the steward saw him no problem and uh Lemitri even called out his number as you ran by so wow. you know they can track you but he was never seen again wow. so he went down went by the steward on the path called out his number so he could mark him off in the book and he was only 200 feet away from the finish line and usually there's people for events like that waiting at the finish line to cheer on cheer on the runners right yep and see I, I in my mind i see it you know like a little small group of people waiting at the finish line and yeah that's not yeah, that me far too. of a distance no no to lose that's, sight of him to get to the finish line that's that's two-thirds of a football field yeah i mean so no, they are in they trees, never found so him either never found him not state trooper search and rescue dogs wouldn't track him oh uh, that's missing 411 mm -hmm. to a t okay so that was kind of last disappearance i went over there is a lot more well probably quite a few obviously wow well, yeah a lot more strange, strange disappearances. Um, a lot of them are reminiscent of four one one. So, real, real high in weird um, disappearances. I'm sure if I'm sure David Polites has a book over a lot of them. So, people want to learn more. That would be the place I would check out. So the next one, then I so I started looking into some of the anomalies that went on there. And there's well, there's a lot. Um, so one that I found interesting was from strangeoutdoors.com. This happened in 1986 to a Japanese airliner that was flying from Iceland to Anchorage. So as it was flying through the triangle, they claimed that there was three years, three UFOs 
following them for 400 miles through the triangle who claimed that um, the pilots the, the airliner Japanese... yeah oh the wow these pilots and they say there were two small ships and one large mothership the mothership was supposed to be twice the size of an aircraft carrier holy cow okay yeah so massive massive ship i mean i don't even know if we could build something so it was and it followed them it didn't and then they would request they would call in and like request an elevation change and get approved and they would drop an elevation and the three ufos would drop down and follow them so they climb back up and the ufos would follow them up they they follow they match their movements for over 32 minutes through the triangle so that was that was a really crazy story i found and most of the ufo sightings are claimed to be in the alaskan triangle so what happened to the aircraft the japanese no, they aircraft? just the ufos flew away and the aircraft went in wow came okay. down for a landing so i don't okay. know and that was in the heart of the triangle so yep because i was going to ask are there i mean we talked about missing people but are there other things seen there you know ufos bigfoot mm -hmm. whatever so there's okay answered my question so speaking of bigfoot you ever hear of portlock alaska or port chatham that sounds like a oh is it that terrible show that we talked about before this yeah. legend of it's cool and i think that i think the legend is cool i don't think the show's worth no, a the, good gosh no. darn no the show is yeah i was embarrassed for him i'm gonna be <laughs> honest i feel like i'm turning into ned flanders <laughs> because i'm trying not to swear <laughs> and so i feel like i'm turning into ned flanders coming up with these oh what a gosh darn incident okay go ahead <laughs> okey diddly doakley <laughs> all right carry on <laughs> okay, this comes from the website only in your state.com and portlock alaska well let me see it was founded in by the british royal navy in 1787 when the town was founded but most of the early settlers claimed they were driven away by a supernatural entity that looked like Bigfoot. So, oh, and killed. Allegedly, they were like people well, were killed there. Yeah. And it, it's a huge story. Go check that out. And well, maybe we'll touch on it eventually. Well, I got some stuff here about it. Oh, okay. Okay, perfect. So the first post office was established in 1920. Um, it was a fishing village, and they actually built a cannery there so they could catch the fish and process the fish can them and ship them out right there so it was a pretty thriving town the cannery pretty much everybody worked at the cannery for the most part that was the lifeblood of that city town so they actually worked there pretty good from like the 20 probably the 20s 30s but in the 40s mutilated bodies started showing up in the rivers and they're talking like shredded um i read some accounts of having their heads bashed in just torn apart bodies were like coming down out of the rivers like People, washing down through the river yeah like okay. being found in the river like they washed down from higher up people would go out hunting or logging it would never come back and it finally got so bad that they completely abandoned the town in 1950 so about a decade enough people had either been smashed or killed or disappeared that everybody left the thriving thriving town do you have a rough number of how many people were there when they decided to no exit? i i don't they okay. didn't say um, I mean, for a successful little town like that i would assume it, the number was fairly high for that time that it would yeah. be kind of a big deal to abandon all that right well yeah i mean a, a almost brand new cannery and it wasn't like it was still making a lot of money like it wasn't like they ran out of money people were just kind of hanging out because they had nowhere else to go it was a thriving town that people abandoned okay so about the last thing i have about that town is that hunters who years later um hunters were there reported finding 18 inch long tracks Ooh. um so bigfoot tracks up sure. there so it is that that's a pretty interesting story um maybe one day we'll do a deep dive on that story because there's a lot more those are just kind of highlights about it I think that's the only place I know of where people were literally a whole town was chased away by a Bigfoot like creature. I know. I was, I was thinking that too. That's why I was asking the questions because usually when a, like a town just kind of, it, it becomes a ghost town essentially is because 
the wealth dries up. Yeah. So, you know, the gold's not there that used to be, or the oil's not there, or what what have you. It's I don't I don't ever recall it being a natural disaster because then the town wouldn't really be standing for it to be called a ghost town. Yeah. Most of the time the wealth leaves, so the people have to. So with wealth there and people still leaving, there has to be some sort of an outside force causing that. Well, people will endure a lot if they're making money. Right. Yeah. I mean, people people will endure terrible jobs because they make good money at it or whatever. And that's the American dream level. Right. right. (laughs) But even back in the 40s and 50s, I mean, there wasn't, I can't imagine there was a lot of other opportunities in Alaska besides a lumber yard or you know that's so true you, yeah that's very true so packing up and moving out in that time frame must and i wonder have, when the gold ran through there like the gold rush through alaska i wonder what I, year that was that was early 1900s was it that early i want to say yeah okay so they pretty much that area portlock made a name for themselves in one specific area that no one else had at that time yeah interesting okay so I don't know that that's a real interesting story and a much bigger story than what I have. Yeah, we'll have to cover that um, at some point in time, I think. Yeah. So then there's also supposed to be energy vortexes there. Energy vortexes. Okay. So what I've read about the area, they're like a swirling energy force. And they claim that if it swirls one direction, it's positive. And if it swirls in another, it's negative. I cannot remember clockwise or counterclockwise which way how how can they tell i don't know i couldn't find any any hard proof besides websites saying well people say that there's energy vortexes but i did find at endsofamerica.com that some of the anomalies will cause compasses to be off like up to 30 degrees oh really so that's a magnetic right okay an electromagnetic phenomenally and wow i cannot speak tonight anomaly electromagnetic anomaly so that could explain some of the plane crashes up there because there's a lot of plane crashes well that ties into bermuda triangle that's what they say about their compasses and stuff yep the compasses just go crazy or so there's got to be some sort of a magnetic disturbance in and around these areas right in order for that to to be a similarity between the two besides disappearance disappearances aside there's got to be obviously a scientific expert something there yeah yeah i don't know they didn't that was the only website that would give me more than just people say there's vortexes or people say there's anomalies so i'm not sure i'm sure i could do a deeper dive i wasn't trying to dive into those types of anomalies yet maybe we could do that sometime in the future so what causes this kind of stuff what what defines a vortex not i don't know um is it a magnetic pole a magnetic disturbance is it they call it spiraling energy well apparently if you go to australia and you flush the toilet it it flushes counterclockwise in america you know what i mean they they don't Mm -hmm. in my opinion they don't have anything to back that off if you can't physically see it there are just people feeling it i mean We've talked about people getting bad feelings from different places. Is this a way people are describing their feelings about it? I don't know. Well, but then you'd have to take haunted houses and everything into account. You have to take bad situations in the wrong street. You know, I think that's a sixth sense thing. Like, yeah, we're just built with that. Right. So I'm just saying, is that what people, if they're out in the woods and there's nothing around, do they attribute a bad feeling to a vortex? Okay. You know, That's I don't know. Um, I I mean, I feel like you'd attribute it to danger, not vortex, right? Or or you're saying that on the outside looking in, oh yeah, that's why they were having a bad feeling was a vortex. Yeah, that's just what I'm saying. Is there somebody who's walking through and they feel something like that? Okay. You know, and there are there are people out there who are more sensitive to a lot of things. Do are they are they picking up something that you know most people don't well if there's a because i believe in that i if there's a different energy pole if there you know energy's higher or even a magnetic pole i could see affecting the human body if the moon can affect the ocean yeah. gravity how can you know higher or lower 
magnet readings not affect the human body some human well yeah well i mean the human the basic setup of an atom is held together through electromagnetism oh so yeah true because you have positive positive uh atoms inside and you know electrons spinning outside that are negatively charged i guess that's true something can disrupt that if you go into the wrong area if there's something can disrupt that right so our it's almost like a human antenna, you know, or a human. Oh, uh, like, yep. Okay. So food for thought. I don't Interesting. know. Okay. Oh, is that why batteries drain too? I wonder. It could be. Like paranormal or in paranormal investigation if batteries drain. But in a lot of those cases, I feel like it could move too. Well, that's a huge rabbit hole. I'm going to say yeah. that. <laughs> Save that for the end. The rabbit hole wrap up. <laughs> yeah. That's a good, we're going to have to coin that. The rabbit hole wrapped up by silver pilled. Right. So that's where we go down all the rabbit trails. All right. Perfect. Okay. I got one more. This one's kind of freaky. If you're into the cryptids. Depends on which one. Akushtaka. K-U-S-H-T-A-K-A. This is from travelchannel.com. So this is a shapeshifter. Um, sometimes will be described as either a human or an otter like form so like a giant were otter mm. a walking like six foot tall man otter otter man otter man otter man but it can shape shift to what a human right yeah or to anything or, or anything just it just really? says it's shape shifting well it's a skinwalker yeah well Hold on. This comes from the Tinglinguit and Tisinshain peoples. Um, I really hope they don't listen to this. Yeah, that was really bad. (laughs) That was pretty tough. Um, It's spelled T-L-I-N-G-I-T. You nailed it. (laughs) The other one is T-S-I-M-S-H- a-i-n nailed it you got it yeah don't worry about it (laughs) so i'm sorry if i completely (laughs) butchered that i am not very good with names but the thing that really is scary about this is that it disguises its voice as a family or friend to lure you out of your campsite to eat you that's a wendigo yep that's exactly Uh. what i thought and wendigos are from northern usa minnesota oh southern really? Canada. so that's that so area cold 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 area yeah the same kind of climate yeah and the wendigo was supposed when people get hungry in the winter um they start to be overtaken by a wendigo one of the one of the beliefs and i also thought that it tied into like cannibalism yeah well, well it would then eat other people because okay. no food okay so if somebody became cannibalistic they would say it was possessed by a wendigo Oh, it was possessed um, by a Wendigo. Yeah, some some stories are possession, like it's a spirit that possesses you. Other stories is that it's a just a creature that roams around and only eats people. Oh, creepy. I was taking it almost like a um, ritual thing. No. That was always the, my understanding of it, that they would almost r- ritualistically resort to cannibalism in order to become the wendigo like the skinwalker right you hear that time and time again with the skinwalker no this was out of desperation they would turn to cannibalism okay and then they would be they would turn into the wendigo and they would never and they would always be hungry always be well not everything's demonic but that sounds demonic to me it does that that one sounds demonic as for the creature itself i'm not sure but there's two two areas that have a very cold climate at least in the winter that are said to have creatures that can call out to you in a familiar voice to lure you out of your and shapeshift safety and shapeshift well i don't think the southern the wendigo from the southern united the southern 48 the lower 48 can shapeshift it can just mimic that is a difference the shapeshifting is the skinwalker oh so this is well, like a skinwalker the otter man could shapeshift the otter man can yes oh okay but the wendigo can't so um i think it's like michigan minnesota and the southern That's border northern of united states 
right southern then, canada that's where the wendigo is that's not a shapeshifter no not yes not a shapeshifter but that's where if i'm remembering correctly i could be wrong it's either that or maybe even further east into like maine um niagara falls area new york okay. somewhere along that area and then up into canada and then all the way up to alaska you have the otter man so i will say though otter man seems a lot less threatening i think he'd almost be kind of cute because otters are very <laughs> adorable i'd rather see otter man than wendigo man well it sounds like we ought to get like a gofundme account for a, a trip up to alaska to find the otter man we should make otter man t-shirts and it should be a su- <laughs> instead of a shapeshifter it should be a superhero a superhero. it's a six foot tall cute otter <laughs> but he's buff you know what i mean yeah <laughs> we could have it every he's trying to eat people but everybody keeps pinching his cheeks because he's so cute <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> putting bows on that's his, head. his villain story that'll be further down the road that's his villain story <laughs> yeah oh man so so that's that's more of the lore from that area and there's again there is so much more there's probably books and books of information over that area so that's three subjects right there though we i mean in that area you went from ufos bigfoot obviously and that's a big one that whole story is a huge one to dive into and then otter man which that's kind of an odd that's an odd topic to even dive into the idea of it if it's a shapeshifter why would it be most known for otter so what do my mind goes to what attributes do otters have that was on your end yeah i know hmm no one's closet don't say that no i think it was a toilet lid in the bathroom oh okay oh because that's right past the closet so huh for a second i thought it was that that giant wolf spider man that lives in there just the legs peeking out around the corner gosh i can kind of see it like where it would happen to anyways (laughs) so an otter is just kind of an odd thing to attribute to a shapeshifter skinwalker otherwise Mm. it's it's skinwalker it's right yeah it's not a it says it can take human form but it seems like its form is an otter a tall oh so walking on two legs like a dog man but an otter man but it can turn into a human it can turn into a human now that's a twist you don't hear usually it's human turning into something not something turning into human yes no its basic form is an otter oh man i totally missed that oh that's interesting so it is a superhero yeah okay turn super villain <laughs> well it will eventually cannibalistic something well was it cannibalism if you're an otter man if you eat humans no probably not well i guess 50 percent right? right you're 50 percent otter 50 percent. <laughs> so it's only frowned upon it's not <laughs> it's not illegal in otter man culture it's just a slap on the wrist <laughs> a slap on the fin <laughs> <laughs> do they have fins I, I think so or they just have web paws oh i guess but what's the difference then though i was gonna say isn't that a fin (laughs) you always hear native american lore that it's a person turning into something not something turning into a person and that's kind of what threw me through the loop with the wendigo story that it was actually an entity that almost possessed people i was under the impression that it was a ritual to get there and now otter man isn't even a human like a ritual it's actually an otter man turning into a human yes that's pretty interesting compared to like the midwest where the tr- the typical idea is it is ritual right of You're a doing... person turning ritualistically turning into something else right shape-shifting into something else as a person not something shape-shifting into a person yes so yeah that's it's a it's a cryptid all on its own it's not not somebody who had turned into that okay so and supposedly they only or they 
at least enjoy eating humans. I don't know about only eating humans. Are otters carnivores? I guess they do eat fish, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah, they eat fish. So that would kind of make sense, realistically. Well, I guess we're probably the easiest prey in Alaska. I'm sure even the jackrabbits are mean up there. Yeah, but I feel like for the density of Alaska, isn't that kind of, you know, you? I feel like you wouldn't see a human nearly as much to eat them. Unless we're like a delicacy. Maybe. Yeah, I guess I that could be. I mean, we we find like we can taste the difference between freshwater fish and saltwater fish. Who's to say Otter Man can't taste like you know have that, that those taste buds? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That is kind of an interesting thought. I mean, lions in Africa will develop a taste for humans. Well, and sharks too, right? I mean, they can sense a human's blood, but of course, oh, I guess fish they? don't bleed. Well, they say if you like have a drop of blood in the ocean, a shark can sense it from like however many obscure miles away oh okay that was like one of those random random uh snapple bottle cap <laughs> facts but i mean honestly it would kind of make sense then if you're thinking about it in the really disturbing otter yeah. doesn't look so cute kind of way yeah i yeah i don't know because there's been lions. i mean the savo lions in africa and there's been other a lot of lions and leopards who have developed a taste that would they don't eat eat humans um and a lot of them weren't um injured so a lot of people you know a lot of older or injured animals will attack humans because we're soft and pink and can't defend do you think it's because we're easier prey or easier yeah prey yeah we could be we we can't run as fast as like a gazelle or anything like that and if it mimics somebody calling you from outside a camp yeah we're easily tricked (laughs) right (laughs) oh man that that's creepy to me it, yeah that that mimicry is really well you hear that a lot of times with like the idea of babies crying in the woods mm-hmm. but that's chalked up to mountain lion a lot of times mom told us the story remember that when mm-hmm. she was alone at the cabin upstate and she could hear a baby crying yeah and they said no it's a mountain lion or or, or a, a bobcat, bobcat. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've heard bobcats. They sound like a Do child they sound crying. like that? Oh, I don't think yeah, I've ever heard creepy. that. That is the creepiest thing in the world. Oh gosh, it's a weird sound. I'd rather find a bobcat than the idea of like a baby randomly in the woods. Yeah, no kidding. But when you, oh man. So these things can mimic and lead you out, right? Right. This sounds like stories of black-eyed kids. Almost, yeah. Right, black-eyed kids need an invitation to come in. It's almost like if these things showed up on your doorstep with the voice of someone you know, would you open up the door to them? Probably. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. What are your thoughts? Are you? Uh... I found it really interesting that a lot of it seems to coincide with other things miles and miles and miles away. Um, you have the shapeshifters shape-shifting of the skinwalkers you have the mimicry of the wendigo you know consuming human flesh like the wendigo the fact that it's after an otter is really odd pardon the pun but i would think if it was more superstition scary bedtime stories more on the fictional side of things it would have been a wolf man a bear man a big bad ugly put your name on it not an otter that's why i'm saying it's it's such a cute thing to put a name to i mean i'd even be afraid of like a tree man you know more than so many trees you know i know that's such a ridiculous thing to say but to me that's almost more intimidating because it has the idea of cloaking you wouldn't be able to recognize it but an otter a six what how tall did you say like six foot like human a six foot tall otter yeah, that is such a bizarre tradition to pass down to be afraid of. Exactly. So then brings the question, is it really folklore or is there actual truth to it? Well, honestly, I believe all for- folklore is based off of truth to yes. those people. I wouldn't yes. say, you know, that the truth to that tribe, what they knew. What I'm saying is, is it real? I mean, straight up, no nonsense is this thing is there a six foot tall otter who i don't know maybe not shapeshift maybe shapeshift can call to you in your nice warm sleeping bag out camping lure you out in the woods you think if it was a big scary make sure the kids don't go running off at night 
And plus, why do you need a story in Alaska about made up things? True. Keep kids. I mean, I heard the mosquitoes up there will drain you of all your blood. Yeah, no kidding. Like, Wait till you place... meet Mosquito Man. You think Otter Man's bad? Wait till you meet Mosquito Man. He's the long lost cousin of Dracula. <laughs> That's what he was based off of, actually. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, no, I was going to say, I think we should start a GoFundMe for a road trip to Alaska to find Otter Man. Can you get there by road? Yeah. What? I thought Alaska. Alaska? Isn't it an island? No, it's connected to Canada. I texted you about this like three months ago, didn't I? Yes. Oh, because yes. Heather and I had that argument. Doc on it. <laughs> Might want to cut that out. Uh, you know what's more haunting than Otter Man is knowing my <laughs> wife has been right on the same thing twice. <laughs> you didn't learn your lesson the first oh, time. Oh man, I don't. I just don't learn. I don't listen. That's the problem. <laughs> so I would love to. I'm trying to think about this. So my thoughts right now, if it's an otter man, what attributes does an otter have? You hear dog man, which is like a werewolf. You only see it at night. It's nocturnal, hungry for flesh kind of thing, but never really eats anyone, but just kind of evil. But it prowls in the woods like a wolf, right? Mm -hmm. You hear Bigfoot, you know, if you want to say it's half monkey f person it's still it's in the woods it kind of does it all makes sense an otter man i just what that is so specific what attributes does an otter have i was just gonna say we could we get a gofundme to go up there and then we could also figure out who hates us the most because they contribute the most money to the gofundme for us to go get eaten by otter man we'll have trolls by the time this episode comes out i guarantee (laughs) it they mentioned jesus yeah no let's kidding. let's donate to have them taken out <laughs> thanks buddy <laughs> <laughs> gonna go party in alaska <laughs> jokes on you hey i think if i got caught by an otter man he probably wouldn't eat me He'd be like you smell of cheetos and monster you're toxic <laughs> <laughs> yeah. really that liver i don't think so <laughs> right how are you even still alive oh but chasing down the otter man trying to get an interview can you imagine how embarrassing that would be (laughs) i mean you got the people that are like get mocked for seeing bigfoot can you imagine being the guy that saw otter man (laughs) my gosh i couldn't imagine i really like what do you say at that point it was a six foot otter i swear okay i oh no that was a bear you know what that's all they tell you that's i don't think that's a case of mistaken identity though because otter is oddly again here we go with these dumb puns i always want to do it is specific it's strangely Mm -hmm. specific yeah it's not i mean but then what about is it something because you hear of these like short note or snouted bigfoots you know what i mean they kind of have the longer snout not like a dog man long snout but something more like a baboon well a lot of dog men have short snouts too like more so hyenas so is it a mistaken identity I don't know. I mean, if if all they're used to seeing in a dog family is a wolf with the real long snouts and they see something standing up with a short snout, maybe closer to an otter otter size. Right. And you it, don't know what a hyena is necessarily because it's on the other side of the world. I mean, what would you attribute it to? The closest thing that you've seen which yeah. is an otter. So it kind of comes back to perception is key in stuff like this. Exactly. Well, right. I think yeah perceptions everything i mean five people can see one thing and all describe it differently so are these are these stories about this describing something we talk about already something that already goes on yeah i wonder if people see otter man in like arizona just to name a desert right a desert state except it's called something different because it's the way people see it well, you've heard of, I mean, hyena men. That's yeah, something I've that's heard of like several times. Typical idea of a dogman. I hear that a lot. It it looked more like a hyena than yeah. it did a wolf. So the short snouted face. Mm-hmm. Is that something maybe they're seeing that's up there too? And that's the best way that gets described. That's an interesting, I didn't even think of that. So, because then my mind goes to, or do they call it otter men because it came out of the water? Because that would add a whole new element to it. Well, Bigfoot have been known to be in the water. True. I guess that's true. I don't know about dog men. Only lab. Only the Labrador type. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially when you throw the tennis ball way out there. <laughs> yeah. 
but but I mean honestly, like, do they attribute it to that because it comes the six foot tall yeah. thing comes out of the water? But still, but, six foot tall. That doesn't sound like most Bigfoot cases. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Or dogmen, to be honest with you. Well, I think that's kind of up in the air with dogmen. I've heard okay. of there's some that are real, real tall, and I've heard of some that were smaller, even in like the five foot range. But there's a lot of water up in Alaska, a lot of rivers and stuff. So is it just that's its environment? So that's where you know it's coming out of the water where otters usually are because it was fishing and came out and it has a short snout so people call it something more like an otter man interesting so if if demons can possess animals biblically which we know they can can they they can possess them now right um and i'm always the first guy to say not every everything can't be demonic but who's to say that a demon can't possess an animal and i don't know you know manipulate its body because demons manipulate the body of people when they possess them you hear that all the time like well, bones I think... contract and right vince talked about right. that yeah couldn't it necessarily do that to an animal or is that is that kind of off limits unless it's cast into the animal because jesus I... cast it into the pigs but they that legion or whatever its name was yeah 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 it had to ask permission from jesus to be cast to go into the pigs it couldn't just leave and go there okay so is that kind of what i wonder if that's what dark waters is kind of getting at with dominion right right but if if there's a nephilim genetic hybrid that has just enough human in it to give to allow itself to give permission you know something hiding something that's been manipulated enough that it it can give consent to be possessed and that's always been something on my mind can well humans can do it and right we're made in the image of god so if you can put some sort of free will into an animal yeah i mean convincing to be possessed wouldn't that work i mean i guess you could as long as it knew what was going on if it had enough human consciousness to be able to to understand i mean you hear about these Bigfoots, there's always, you know, there's some that are seem docile, friendly even. And then there's some that are just complete raging maniacs. And, you know, through the genome study, the, what was it, Sasquatch genome study? Oh, Scott Carpenter's project. Scott Carpenter, David Polites. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and Laura Sanger? No, yeah. um, Ketchum. Ketchum, yeah, 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 yeah. Dr. Ketchum, what was her yeah. first name? It might shoot, have been right? Laura. I'm I'm not sure. I'm sorry for not knowing that. I shouldn't know. No, that's fine. I'm uh right next to geography. I'm terrible with names. So Dr. Ketchum, they found that on the mother's side it was female or was human, human mm-hmm. and on the father's side it was unknown. So there's at least 50% human. Well, at like that point 30. in time, as lines crossed on, you know, just like in normal human ge- genealogy it'll get more and more diluted right Mm -hmm. depending and i think that's why it is so important in the in matthew the very first book of the gospels of the new testament it's all genealogy it's just to prove like christ came from a human it wasn't from anything else it was pure-blooded human god's creation it wasn't anything manipulated by anything else well then you have to think back then there was still or they had just got done, you know, taking out tribes and tribes of giants. Right. So that was still fresh in the memory. And I'm sure there was still plenty of Nephilim around. And I'm sure there still are now. Yes. And... Oh, I'm sure there is now. I think that after, well, I think they're more wary now. I think they've been knocked back on their heels and have to hide what they are. I don't know if it was at the crucifixion or after that people had chased them down and hunted them down to almost extinction. And only now can certain are, are they try to hide what they truly are. Um, if, if they can, okay. If, you know, you talk, you hear about them in high powerful places and, mm-hmm. you know, Titans of business and stuff like that. And then you also hear about like Candlehar giants and mountain giants 
True. So that is a huge. <laughs> yeah, huge that, that's a whole ep- way, place that's to a go. Slew of episodes in and of itself. Yeah, you have to contact the blurry creatures guys if we want yeah yeah shout out blurry creatures guys give them a listen if you want to take a deep dive on that but yeah that's information overload from there yeah no kidding um but it would make sense though i mean otterman it might sound silly and i'll poke fun at it just because that's who i am but it it doesn't sound any less silly than like a reptilian in human skin i mean what what sounds sillier to you right well yeah exactly and I mean, and you still have all the other stuff that goes on there, you know, strange lights and UFOs. Right. And so there is something going on there scientifically, paranormally, and there's evidence to back it up in every aspect of it. It's just a giant triangular skinwalker ranch. Uh, Well, there's apparently a lot more of those. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you hear that. I'm telling you, it's coming from your closet. No, that was right over here. Kids getting um, popsicles and a uh, white cat at the door. Tell you yeah. what, man, you want to freak yourself out at night, get yourself a flipping cat. There will be bangs and scratches and meows, and they like to just stare off into space and act like they're staring at something. And it I don't think out. those are normal things. I think something's <laughs> wrong with you. And in right. fact, Heather and I were talking about it. We agreed that we're not going to do a cat. We'd rather get an otter man. <laughs> as long as we can train it to um be litter box trained right yeah yeah you wouldn't want to clean up after a six foot tall otter oh i I still can't get my head around it can you imagine being the guy wrote it back to camp or wherever all scared of being like you know pissing your pants about it right what did you want you see a six foot tall otter on its hind legs i mean saying you saw a bigfoot would probably be embarrassing enough that cracks me up that idea but you got to be that terrified but apparently there's enough cases of it that it it's it eats humans so it's not just one guy seeing it's not one report it's no oh no it was a big belief from these these two um these two native tribes up there it was a belief in this in this cryptid in this whatever it is interesting i'm gonna that's gonna twist my mind around for a little bit because it's something on the outside taking human form and i'm so used to it being humans taking outside forms it says it's a shapeshifter, so I don't know. Could it take the form of a deer to hunt a deer? Is he here if not, not deer? Not deer. Yep, here we go again. No. Is it? I don't know. I think there's something. So what would that be? Is that a demon? Not because it, if it's eating, it can't be fully demonic. Right. It has to be physical. If it's hunting and eating, I think it has to have a physical aspect to it. So how else would you explain it? I, I don't know how to explain it. I honestly don't. It's another. I mean, right? it's yeah, it's another. It's a cryptid. It's a you can put it up there with Dogman, Bigfoot, you know, whatever you want to call it. Because I think when it goes demonic, everything about that screams demonic to me. Yeah, I think there's a side of it that is. As for the creature itself, okay, yeah, I'll rephrase. I think there is a demonic presence in the person or whatever. Right? Yes. Yes yeah there's demonic influence in it yeah so at least a very least influenced what really creeps me out too is mimicking voices i hate the idea of that oh yeah that was one of the things when i read it i was like oh i gotta talk about this well because i told you my story about mom's voice right um i don't think so so i was actually a little bit older for this too it was when everyone else was out of the house Okay. And mom and dad trusted me to be, and it was a while after they trusted me to be home alone by myself. So I went up to feed the horses. I was in the barn. I was doing all that. And as I'm walking back, I could hear mom. And I tell you what I could, because I've heard it a hundred times before, I could hear her on the back porch yell my name. And it was mom's voice, Harrison. And I yelled back, what? She didn't hear me, so I keep, I'm like running to the back because I thought, man, she shouldn't be home right now. What did I do? You know, and so I started running towards the back deck there. I'm yelling, what, mom, what? And as I turned around the corner to go back in the front door, her car wasn't there. No one was home yet. Hmm. But that always creeped me out because it was mom's voice calling me and I heard it. I heard it echo through 
the yard. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, yeah, I know what exactly what you mean. And it was in the middle of the day. I mean, it was like summertime okay. feeding the horses. So yeah, so what was know, the sun was still pretty high. Yeah, but I'm saying like it was still really bright out. It wasn't like creepy yeah. nighttime scenario. It was mom and dad were gone separately. They took the truck and the explorer. They're gone okay. separately. And I knew, you know, whatever. I don't remember the exact scenario of it. I just knew they were gone separately. I was up feeding the horses for them. And I was coming back, coming out of the barn. And I could hear mom scream my name. And it echoed through the, and I was like, oh, great. And what? You know, kind of telling her where I was at. She yeah. didn't reply. So I started kind of hustling down towards the trampoline. What? Mom, what? Because then the sign, I noticed the sign glass door was closed. So I'm like, okay. Oh. So I ran around the front. And her car wasn't there. Wow. And it, it freaked me out a little bit, you know. Yeah. I've heard, oh, I never heard my voice called there. I've heard like stuff walking around in the house when I was there alone. Really? Mm-hmm. Where at in the house? Well, I was sitting outside on the front porch, and this would be like upstairs near like the den. So back okay, kind of like catty corner away from where I was sitting outside. And it got so bad I almost called somebody because I could hear really. But only when I was outside, as soon as I went inside, it was gone. And I'd walk and sit back down. I was out reading a book. I always love to sit out there in the sun and read a book. I'll tell you what, that hallway always freaked me out when I was vacuuming. I know. Like right? when mom made us vacuum with that really loud auric vacuum. <laughs> Things if you like were home alone and vacuuming around that hallway, I swear I saw stuff moving out of the corner of my really? eye. Oh, it would know. always it was... freak me out. I didn't see it downstairs in the hallway. It was just upstairs just in that, that hallway. Yeah, so I would flip always... on all the lights. I'm like, man, <laughs> if it's a shadow. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, I don't know. There's always some strange stuff going on. Nothing I could really point my finger at. All right. So should we wrap it up here? Yeah, I can sell it all like this way off track. <laughs> I think we really need to do like it'd be awesome to do a road trip in like two, three days somewhere in the middle of the triangle just to i don't know well i guess you only had one report of someone that was driving through that didn't show up <laughs> oh yeah. there's plenty of reports okay well if we're gonna do it then don't tell me those stories <laughs> well no we gotta listen to them all on the drive up there to get <laughs> <Yeah. amped up. laughs> Can you imagine you and i on nothing but a dieted oh my gosh Pringles and monster for three days out in the wilderness of alaska together i know why we disappear i'll tell you that right now <laughs> two brothers were found with toxic waste in their veins <laughs> their bodies radiating <laughs> glowing with radioactive waves sounds like a simpsons episode <laughs> you and i are a simpsons episode <laughs> on the oh. quest to seek otter man <laughs> and pinch his cute cheeks <laughs> i could just see us like uh -huh. trying to chase down otter man for an interview and he wants nothing to do with us because our <laughs> diet's so terrible he doesn't want <laughs> for an interview though yeah. well you got some questions to ask him <laughs> well yeah what is it what are you it's like trying to pawn us off on bigfoot or something <laughs> hey go talk to this dude over there come on <laughs> No, you just like shape shift real quick into like a bush. <laughs> I can see you. I saw you do that. Right. I can still, still see you. <laughs> We'd like you'd be at like some campsite near us. You'd be like calling out, Ralph, Ralph, come <laughs> here. We'd be running. Hey, I'm here. Did you call my name? He's like, Lowell doesn't sound anything like Ralph. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'll tell you what, just, if we if we did that, he'd be like, now you know why I eat people. <laughs> right? yeah. It's like I didn't used to. Yeah. He's like, I went off of a salmon diet, but <laughs> I, I'll tell you I what. was vegan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you and I would be the first people to turn a vegan into a meat eater. I'll tell you what. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Well, let's do it. All I'm gonna right. set up a Patreon for this. It'll take right. me a while, but the Otter Man <laughs> Patreon. We should come out with with Otter Man shirts. I think that's gonna be okay. I'd wear an Otter Man shirt. Yeah, yeah, I think we should. Well, man, it's been fun. All right, it's been great. And so Otter Man knocks on your door in my okay. voice. <laughs> yeah, I guess don't go, don't, don't, 
walk out into the woods where you know I won't be. <laughs> oh, thankfully, okay. I don't have any woods around here. Oh, that's good.